The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, on this mid-August Thursday, Midsummer's Night Dream, particularly for the moderator of this special show, Ben Keeps, where it's 2 a.m. in Kiwiland, New Zealand. Not really Kiwiland, but that's what some of us call it. We're going to be having our show Keeps in the Clouds, as everyone might remember. Ben Keeps is a cloud evangelist, amongst other things, columnist, um, entrepreneur, um, software-as-a-service expert, definitely, particularly when it comes to business software. And throughout the show, we're going to have the same guests. Um, we're going to have Alex Chris from Intuit and Sunir Shah from FreshBooks. And today's topic, we're going to talk about disparate software applications and how they can be integrated together for SMBs, which are small and mid-sized businesses. And with that, Ben, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thanks, Cindy. It's great to be here. Um... And yes, I'll have to admit that the, the title of the topic is a little bit uh, dry, but we'll try and make it vaguely entertaining today. Um, it, it's kind of interesting for me because we've got um, two companies or representatives from two companies now that, that in theory, should be um, should be poles apart. You know, their approach should be completely different, and they they should uh, they should kind of hate each other because they do things differently. But um, I think we're going to find there's quite a lot of commonality here. So. That said, um, we'll pass over and let you guys introduce yourselves. Um, start with you, Sunir. Uh, yeah, so I really hate Alex, so that's a very good <laughs> um, I work for a company called FreshBooks. We are in the business of putting you back in control of when and how your clients pay you. We do this with our online invoicing service, which keeps you organized, helps you look professional, and even helps you collect payment by credit card or PayPal. Um, it makes your clients happy to pay you. That makes you happy that they're paying you. You can check it out if you're interested at freshbooks.com. Cool. And you're also involved in something called the Small Business Web. Is that correct? That's correct. So my role at FreshBooks is I'm the chief handshaker. That's actually my title. And I do a lot of business development. I'm also the product manager for, around integrations. And uh, one of the initiatives that FreshBooks has been heavily involved in is creating a uh, web of all other small business uh, software service solutions on the web and integrating them together in order to provide an excellent whole solution to our customers. So then go end-to-end on the cloud. Cool. And your turn, Alex. Sure. So uh, I, uh, I'm the business leader of the Intuit Partner Platform, work for Intuit. Uh, um, many of you are familiar with Intuit products, uh, such as QuickBooks and QuickIn and TurboTax. Uh, what, what my role is with the Intuit Partner Platform is, uh, again, I, I, I wish I could, uh, hate Sunir, but I think the, uh, 
the concept is very similar. We believe in uh, being able to offer lots of different uh, a variety of applications for small businesses, and our partner platform is designed to uh, bring together what we consider to be uh, right-for-me applications for those small businesses and make sure that they work together. So our applications are in a, in a centralized marketplace at marketplace.intuit.com, and small businesses can go there, find applications that, that work for their business, and have those apps uh, work together uh, with, uh, with their data and, uh, uh, and make it as easy as possible for them to, to find success. Cool. That sounds great. So, so I guess a lot of people um, listening to the show are business people but aren't technologists, which is, um, which is sometimes a really good thing. So they're used to using maybe maybe one package, you know, quite likely it's QuickBooks, or, or maybe they just do stuff in Excel. You know, how how does it feel? How does it look? How does it work for them? That, that, that's different from from what they're what they're used to doing. Yeah, so I think uh, um, you know the way the way we think about it is we. We, uh, as we move towards uh, software as a service or connected services or just move towards the web, there's um, uh, there's got to be some benefit, right? There's got to be some real advantage over just the traditional installed desktop software. And and what we've heard from customers is uh, certainly the, the the pricing model is better. Uh, you know, pay as you go certainly in, in this economy is is a great pricing model for small businesses. They get to try applications first. Um, uh, the having having their data up uh, up on the web allows them to access it from anywhere or share it from anywhere. I think that that's a, a big benefit. Um, but. But the actual implementation, which you actually see today with many of the applications, is uh, it's not all that better than desktop software. You've got to log in to, to different uh, locations, and if you're using multiple apps, uh, these, these, uh, these apps don't actually work together. So to answer your question of how does it work, for, for us on the, the Intuit Partner platform, uh, a small business would be able to, to go to Marketplace, find an application that, that works for them, be able to log in, use that application. If they happen to be a QuickBooks customer, their data would automatically uh, sync into that application. Uh, we take care of, of all of that for them. It's already built into the QuickBooks product. So that data moves up onto the web, into the cloud, uh, and syncs with the application uh, that, that they've decided to purchase. And as they continue to, to try or purchase additional applications, all of those applications continue to work together as well. So the actual use case is they go to marketplace.intuit.com, find their applications. They have a single login across all of their apps. Uh, they have single billing across all of their apps, and their data works seamlessly across the apps. Cool. And, and so, Sunir, the, the approach that you guys take in the small business web is, is slightly different. Is that correct? Yeah, it's slightly different. Um, differences is that the Intuit Partner Platform is a is a platform, and they're providing a coherent uh, marketplace. Whereas, um, that's, you know, that has trade-offs, pluses and minuses. The small business web is more of an open uh, network. It's more, I think, web native in the sense that it's based on uh, open collaboration. Uh, eventually, open standards, um, and be able to, and for the ability for a small business to uh, pick and choose a la carte the kinds of apps that they want to work with. Now, it doesn't mean that we're opposed to the platforms like Salesforce or Intuit, but we work in a web with them as well as with uh, services that are not on those platforms. Okay. And so, someone say um, you know that's out there that's been in business for a decade or something that, that's maybe using using QuickBooks. Um, 
you know, can, can they utilize some of the stuff that, that you're doing on the small business web? Yeah, um, so that actually is a very interesting question. It can lead to a lot of discussion. So uh, a company with a lot of legacy uh, desktop applications probably right now would not even, even consider the cloud for many reasons because they're, they're already used to it. They already have an end-to-end solution. There's no reason to fix what isn't broke. Uh, they certainly could do it if they so choose, and many businesses are moving into software as a service uh, slowly. And the value of the small business web is it actually helps take away major pain points there is that they can't get their entire business on the cloud. It's, it's really painful to have half your business in one platform and the other pla- uh, half on another. So having half on the cloud and half on the desktop uh, requires a lot of manual uh, data duplication. So one of the advantages of the small business web is that we're trying to build, uh, allow, allow people to build their entire business in the cloud and have the data flow seamlessly from one app to the other. Um, now, are we there yet? We're getting there very quickly. You know, there's a whole other question, though, what do you do with people who've already built a lot of desktop infrastructure and getting into the cloud? I actually think Alice could speak uh, more aptly about this because what they're doing on the partner platform is pretty clever uh, about how they're addressing this problem. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we have there, – there are certainly large customers. So we have 4 million uh, customers of, of QuickBooks desktop software. So these are folks, you know, using using QuickBooks for their back office uh, on the desktop. Now that's a that's a big customer base, and what we've seen in in software as a service web app adoption is exactly what Sunir said. If you uh, if you can get your data there, it's easy. If you can't, then you know there's a big barrier. Um, uh, you know, doing double data entry is not something that that uh, uh, you want to do for very long. So I think what uh, what we've tried to do is make it as drop dead simple as we can for for the small business to get started. So without having to do their own integration. Uh, if you're a QuickBooks customer, again, all of that uh, data sync is already built into the product. So you can pick any of the software apps that you want off of the platform, and uh, we actually take care of moving that data up into the cloud and having those apps already pre-integrated for you. So trying to make uh, the, the software uh, as a service adoption as easy as possible with, with your data already being there. So, so I guess... Do you see this as, as, as almost like a first step of, of people moving out to the cloud? Yeah, I think there's going to be. Uh, we we uh, you know internally call this our connected services strategy, and it's it's more than just you know pure software as a service. There's a migration. The, the reality is there are a lot of small businesses out there that are that are uh, legacy desktop uh, software um, users, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but there there has to be some sort of transition. I think. Uh, uh, you know, at least I've drunk the Kool-Aid that the web is is the future and that software as a service is, is where we need to be. Uh, there's a ton of advantages there, but we can't forget that there has to be some sort of migration. Uh, and, and you know, with, uh, if we look at our own customer base with the 4 million desktop customers, we have to make it easy for them to move or, or the, the advantages uh, don't outweigh the pain. It's kind of interesting, and um, I, I don't want to get... Um into the, the dogma of software as a service versus desktop software. But, it, uh, you know, it, it almost looks like, um, you know, you're in a similar situation to, to say, Microsoft that, you know, has all these customers on a, on installed products. But um, you're realizing that the value from the connectedness and, and, and morphing people slowly, and you've actually found a way that, that allows you to do that without without threatening all those people, that those 4 million people that use your installed products. 
Is that a fair summation? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what, what we found is um, small businesses just want software that works, right? They need they need to run their business. They need to uh, they need to save money on on their expenses. They need to make more money and grow their customer base. And getting into a technical debate over you know desktop or software service, it's just not that interesting to them. They need they need software that works. So. We've been successful in our history as a company in making software that solves complex problems and make it as easy as possible. So uh, you know, if you look back at our original history with our Quicken product, it was you know, taking uh, checks and banking and making that just drop dead easy. Uh, it's the same for us uh, moving towards connected services and taking people from, uh, from desktop and moving them to the advantages of the web, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be easy. Let me um, let me interrupt for a second since we're coming to the end of this segment, so I don't want to throw any more questions out there until we come back after the commercial break. I think the bottom line to reinforce what Alex was saying is that at the end of the day, the end user, does, they might not even know the differences between software as a service and some other services, but if it works for them, you're going to get them as a satisfied customer. Am I right? That's right. You know, so listen, we're going to take our first commercial break. Um, we'll let Ben kind of recap all of his fascinating questions. So stand by and we'll be back right after this commercial. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn Saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Pop Icon! Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're, we're back with Keeps in the Clouds, and we're talking about software for small and mid-sized businesses, and we have Alex Chris from Intuit, and we have Sunir Shah from FreshBooks, and I'm going to turn this back over to Ben. By the way, um, listeners, we're not able to have you call in today because we're on a special line, and that is because Ben is live from New Zealand, and the 866 number does not work from there. So if you have questions, please refer them to me, and I will be happy to get them answered to you. Over back to you, Ben. Cool. Thanks, Cindy. So we've had an interesting discussion so far, and it seems that between the two people we've got talking, we pretty much cover the bases. Um, we cover the bases of new business that don't have any don't have any software in place, and we also cover the business the base for the businesses that that are maybe using QuickBooks already, and we allow them to to get these benefits. And so I guess what I'd like to talk about now is the whole adoption problem. Um, in the break, we were talking about the numbers of users that there are worldwide using software as a service. And uh, the fact is it's pretty low, um, and a lot of those users are in, in, in the mid-market, not really in the uh, small to medium business market. So I guess the question to, to both of you, starting maybe with Sunir, is, is how do we get these people there? You know, what, is, what is the hook that actually gets them in to, to try and to try some of the stuff we're talking about? Well, first, I mean, it's low relative to the entire general population, so it's still pretty high. Uh, you look at two of the larger software-as-a-service vendors, it's, we're into seven digits now. Salesforce has 1.5 million customers, and they range from the smallest to the biggest. And Google Apps and Google Docs has over a million users, and most of their customers are small, business, uh, small businesses. So it's not exactly, it's not tiny, it's just tiny compared to the overall uh, market of you know, North America and the world. Um, so there is a lot of opportunities still, that being said. Uh, and you're finding that it's not that SaaS is, is having a hard time getting adopted. In the beginning of the year, when the entire world was falling apart, uh, Comscore released a uh, study that, that they actually suggested that SaaS uh, software as a service would actually grow faster this year than they had originally predicted uh, as a form of cost savings. Uh, and like the, inter- the internet economy was growing faster than the world economy was shrinking, so that's also another another sign of of, of life there. But overall, uh, you'll find people are, are moving into SaaS uh, as they find uh, are the need or a generational change. So a lot of small businesses, uh, the younger younger set have come on to SaaS for sure, uh, as uh, the kids are taking over the business from the parents. Um, also, you'll find that. Uh, companies are moving into SaaS because it's simply cheaper and more competitive. One of the interesting things about most business software, it's not really about managing uh, physical goods. It's really about managing people. And when you have desktop-bound software, your costs of managing people go through the roof because everyone needs to have a computer. They need to be tied to your local network. You need to support that network. You need to have an IT infrastructure, a backup service. All these things are not part of the sticker price of the software you're buying. Uh, whereas the cloud has actually provided a whole magnitude 
order of, of difference in cost in terms of very quickly uh, getting software up and running, connecting it with people. All you need is the Internet. It is incredibly cheap. The Internet is made for working with other people. It is much more natural to put small business software on the Internet. So the only thing I think uh, keeping people from, from using it is, uh, is that they're not really aware uh, that the software is out there. Most of the time that is actually the case. Uh, and they're unfamiliar with it, and they haven't seen the benefit. And if they actually already have a system in place, they're not likely to be in the mood to buy a whole new system while they're in the middle of running their business if they already have something working. So don't fix when it ain't broke. But that will change uh, as time goes on, and uh, more and more goes to the net, and less software is being built for the desktop. Okay. I mean, Alex, I guess your adoption problems are, are, are slightly different, given that, I mean, obviously... What you're doing isn't specifically for QuickBooks users, but given that Intuit has, has 4 million of those, how, how do you approach the, the adoption issue? Yeah, I think, uh, again, to, uh, I agree with a lot of what Sunir said. For us, it's um, there, there is something wonderful about, about software as a service when it comes to delivering value very quickly. So for us, you know, time to value on the web, uh, I think... Uh, I think as we get more and more small businesses starting to test different things, they're going to start seeing uh, real results quickly. So I'll give you an example. We have uh, uh, in our marketplace, we have a partner, uh, Vertical Response, that does email marketing that has come on, uh, integrated into our platform, and whether you're a QuickBooks user or using any other application, so it could be a CRM application on our platform or anything else, uh, you could actually get up and running uh, try a, fr a free trial of vertical response. As soon as you fire that up, it preloads in your customer list. So whether it's your customer list from QuickBooks or your customer list from your CRM application, it doesn't matter. You don't have to enter in that data. Uh, that data is automatically populated. You now have your customer list, and, and they give you, uh, in order to get you started, uh, 500 emails free. Right? So if you're a small business, there's no... There's no cost in trying. It's within a few minutes. You've, you've signed up. You've used this. Uh, you fired up the application. Your customer is already there, and you can try 500 free emails to see if that generates additional sales for you. Um, that doesn't exist in, in desktop software or in traditional software models. So uh, I think as we see more and more partners uh, coming in and having, having their data pre-integrated so that so that there's no barrier from the small business to get their, their data up and running. And then, you know, these really highly powerful uh, software applications uh, that can solve specific needs, we're going to start seeing that adoption level uh, raise higher and higher. Okay. And so without, A, going into commercial uh, information and, and, B, going into too much detail, um, you know, my understanding is, is that what you're doing, Alex, um, doesn't, necessarily revolve around QuickBooks, so you could have a situation where, where another accounting application was, was on your platform and, and, and people just used applications for your platform. Do you see that, that with time that's going to happen, that the platform is going to be the important thing, not, not so much the QuickBooks hook? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to, to you know, be clear on our strategy, we're, uh, we believe that there are lots of applications that, that small businesses need. Um, and back office and finance and all the different uh, slices of that is just one of them. So the way we built our platform and the way we, uh, we uh, work with our partners to integrate, it's integrating into, uh, uh, into the center of what we consider the small business ecosystem. So 
it's an open uh, platform and an open ecosystem, and any partner that's trying to uh, target small businesses can come in. Certainly, uh, we have a, a pre-existing customer base with those 4 million QuickBooks customers, which is a great boost for the ecosystem, but it's not exclusive to that. So, uh, you know, we believe that adoption is going to um, come from not only the, the existing QuickBooks customer base, but far beyond that. And we want to make sure that any small business that comes in can find the application that meets their needs. And some of those are applications that Intuit's going to build, and many of those are going to be applications that uh, any other third party or startup or other business that's targeting small businesses go are going to be able to build. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think we believe that the small business just wants applications that work. And they need a they need a destination that they can come to, find applications, try different ones. Some of them are going to work for them, some of them aren't, but they need an easy way to try them and find that time to value very quick. Right. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about um, disparate apps and, and, and lots of different things, but to a lot of people out there, that doesn't really mean much. You know, I, I'm thinking of the 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 mom and pop, you know, plumber or electrician that that maybe uses QuickBooks and maybe uses Word, and that, that's about it. It doesn't really understand the, the, the value um, that they can get from, from what we're just easily calling disparate apps. So, um, Sunir, you know, give us some, some examples of the, the magic of this stuff. Yeah, so um, let me give you an example of the five first companies that joined the small business web. Um, so FreshBooks, who are online invoicing, uh, we integrated with BatchBook, use a customer relationship management tool. So right there you have pre-sales to post-sales connected. And then we integrated with MailChimp, which is an email marketing tool, phenomenal email marketing tool. So then you have marketing to sales to post-sales. Then we integrated with uh, Shoebox, which is a, a receipt scanning service where you mail in your receipts and they scan them in for you. It's amazing, actual service. Uh, and there you go, you, get, you have, uh, you know, during the sale. We take your customer out for dinner, you can now receive expense for them. And then we integrate with Outright, which helps you with your taxes at the end of the, end of the year. So right there, you, we, we created a whole flow from, from capturing a customer to closing them to doing some of the work, billing them, and then, and then uh, managing your taxes. Like FreshBooks also integrates with time tracking tools and project management tools. Uh, you, know, you name it, we have it on the iPhone. Um, it's all about... Our, our, our motto is we're always looking for better ways to fit into your life. Like, people do not want to run their business by being tied to a 40-pound desktop machine. They really need to have the software come to them and the way they work. So the value of disparate apps is actually to slot in to each of these little tiny places in, in, the, in the business flow uh, and provide value all along the way and connect all that so they don't have to, like, have uh, the tax of manual data entry each, each step of the way. Well, listen, we're um, almost a minute and a half at the end of the segment, so I wanted to give Ben that little warning from Solomon. Um, I think one of the nice things that, um, that Sneer was talking about is, you know, if you can provide services in many, many different arenas, you know, you could have your choice too. For example, Sneer, I know that you had outright, but you also had IACV as another Bookkeeping option and clarity accounting, yeah, for sure. So um, you know, the customer has a choice. I mean, if they they could actually choose between the accounting software, for example, that they might find 
has the easiest interface and might be most simple to use. You're giving them a variety of options. I don't want to use the word wholesaler. Um, I don't even want to use the word, you know, software app mall. But in a way, it is kind of a software app mall, isn't it, that the specialists are making available? We call it a free market. I mean, the whole value of the web is you can pick the right tool for the job, and the competition actually motivates people to do a better better job. One of the main benefits of the small business web is we only let people in with excellent customer service, too. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it's all about providing excellent value to the end user, and the only way you can do that by, is by having a completely free uh, free market. No, I think that makes sense. Well, listen, we're going to wrap this segment, and then we have two more to go. So stand by for more with Keeps in the Clouds, and we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. No whining. You heard me. No whining. Now that I have your attention, it's time to listen up and tune in to Wine Time with January Jones. The program is homemaker humor combined with common sense to help people of all ages and all stages of life face life with positive humor and hope. January will interview an eclectic group of guests, including authors, celebrities, teachers, motivational speakers, sports figures, and more. Wine Time with January Jones can be heard Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. 
And we're back with Keeps in the Clouds, and we have Alex Chris from Intuit and Sunir Shah from FreshBooks, and I'm going to turn it back over to Ben, live from New Zealand at 2 a.m., the early morning talk show host. We're going to begin to call him to ask more questions about software as a service and their many different functions. Over to you, Ben. Thank you very much, Cindy. So <clears throat> we had Sunir telling us his, his vision and where the value proposition for this stuff lies. I guess we're going to talk to Alex now. And um, the word on the street, Alex, is that not everyone in tech uh, spends all their time talking to tech people. So I'm sure that you end up going to um, dinner parties from time to time with people in the real world. Um, When you get past that embarrassing thing of having to admit that you're actually involved in technology, how do you you, um, define the value proposition for, for what it is specifically that you do? How do you describe the stuff? Yeah, so I think um, you know when we talk to talk to small businesses, what we're looking for is uh, you know I, I mentioned earlier this concept of right for me. So what we what we hear from small businesses is that uh, you know everyone's everyone's unique, right? Everyone feels like they're unique at least, and they're you know trying to build the best business that they can, and they need to have the the freedom of choice to be able to figure out which applications or which uh, pieces of software can can help them. Uh, run their business. So, uh, you know, talk to them about uh, the value of, of being able to uh, uh, to help them either save money or make money or add additional customers. Uh, you know, they uh, talk about software as uh, you know really being able to uh, to accelerate their business. And and I think that choice is you know, what we've been talking about with these integrated apps is really a, a key component here. And Sunir touched on it a little bit um, before the break, but you know, what we see uh, in, in our marketplace as well is is this whole variety of applications so that each small business can come in and figure out for their specific uh, business, which apps can work for them. So we've got uh, everything from, you know, obviously the, the finance packages, but also the CRM and appointment tracking and expense tracking. We've even got web conferencing. A great partner, uh, DimDim, uh, has a, a free web conferencing tool that can come in, and again, because it's integrated, you've got single sign-on, single billing uh, if, you, if you use one of their payment op- options. And so it's just already pre-integrated for the small business. And, uh, you know, even have some, uh, you know, very specialized applications like uh, being able to uh, uh, see how green you are as a, as a company and see uh, um, uh, what your carbon footprint looks like. So, you know, a whole variety of applications. And I think this is uh, what's going to be very interesting is as, as we continue to have this choice and these applications become integrated, we, I think what we're going to see is, is uh, software vendors having to up their game in quality. So Sunir talked a little bit about the, the high level of customer support that, that SaaS vendors have. I think that's going to be critical as well as just the quality of the application because if, a, if I'm a customer, if I'm a small business and I can go online and choose a CRM application that I think works for me, but but if I'm not happy with the customer support there, I'm not happy with the uh, the way that application is working for me, if I can just switch to a competitor and have all my data uh, come over and have, have everything already pre-integrated, then as, a, as that small business, I've got that freedom of choice. And it really is going to, to raise the game for, for vendors, and I'm really excited about that uh, for the small business world. I mean, it seems to me that, that what we're lacking in all of this is, is, is some sort of, sort of common structure to data, um, and that seems to be the thing that, that, that stops um, us, us having these integrations as readily as we could. And um, you know, I believe you guys are doing some interesting stuff 
uh, around around open sourcing and things like that. Do you want to, without delving into technical details, do you want to um, sort of give us a bit of a, a spin on that? Yeah, and so I think it's uh, this builds on um, you know how we're looking at um, bringing in other partners and thinking about this as a uh, as an ecosystem. So um, we've put up a, a common data model. So the way the the, the data that we think is um, uh, is mostly common across the small business world. So an example would be something like a customer, right? Customer, uh, you have a list of customers. That's going to be relevant, whether it's your finance package or your sales package or your project management package. Uh, that's a, a pretty common data. So what we've done is proposed a, a common uh, data model uh, that we've exposed to our partners um, and then we've also uh, recently launched an open source initiative to actually bring in other partners and have them uh, uh, have a, an open conversation about what that additional data might look like and how we, we as one group can actually continue to build this, this common data model. And the advantage to that for the small business is, again, that pre-integration already so that uh, uh, you know, a small business just trying to get their work done isn't having to think about, you know, well, does application A and application B work together? It just comes pre-integrated and their data just is, uh, is there for them. Because, okay. Sunia, you don't have that sort of common data model approach, do you? What, how, do, how, does, how does it work for you guys on the small business web? Well, we do. We, we use the, the, the common way of standardizing data on the web. So adhering to common protocols like XML, and your, your calendar updates and your contact information updates, those are the things we would expect from our partners is that they use the standards, the open standards on the web, rather than having any one particular vendor uh, design uh, and control the spec. The way the web has grown to the size that it is is actually being, having many different vendors come in and work collaboratively, uh, even if they're competitive, and try to form a data standard. Um, that everyone can work with. So that's the, that's the model that uh, FreshBooks has been working with. And, you know, it's worked for everybody else uh, on, the, in, on the Internet until today. So, um, yeah, we, we certainly support all of those initiatives. We have, uh, we, we have uh, definitely adopted a few of them. There is a bit of background. Um, it would be good to get from both of you sort of some ideas of how many different applications are available um, on your Respective platforms and and the kind of um, breadth of that of that functionality spread. So yeah, you go first. So we have about twenty five uh, right now, and we go from having apps that are like mobile versions of FreshBooks. Um, we have uh, ones that take your even your your call log on your, on your cell phone and turn that into time tracking data in FreshBooks. We have time tracking applications. We have project management tools like Basecamp. Uh, we have uh, we have accounting software like Clarity Accounting, IEC Easy, Outright, Expenser. We have CRMs like Batchbook and Salesforce we're integrated with. Uh, we have email marketing tools. We have electronic signature tools. And we even have customer support tools like Zendesk. Uh, you know, we, we, we are try, really trying to fit the way our customers work by, by, by playing nice with all the other apps that they use as much as possible. Okay. And Alex? Yeah, I think we're in a, in a similar place. We've got uh, uh, a little over 30 now uh, applications and, and growing quickly. Uh, and, again, the, the full range. So, uh, you know, obviously that, that QuickBooks base um, uh, is integrated in, into, um, into the ecosystem and then, you know, again, ranges from project management with 
uh, with Dream Factory as a partner, uh, to web conferencing with DimDim, to vertical response with uh, email marketing, and then expense tracking, appointment tracking, and uh, uh, CRM or sales management, uh, payroll, um, uh, even employee management. So uh, again, we're we're trying to to give that that full uh, full breadth of of choice, um, and I think we're going to see uh, not only uh, an expansion of uh, of of these sort of horizontal applications, but what we're also starting to see from our partners is you know because of that four million uh, customer base, we're starting to see partners come in with verticalized applications as well. So uh, you know there's a, a big market for uh, construction management, uh, project management, and that's uh, uh, that's a great vertical for for a software developer to really build a best of breed application that's already pre integrated uh, and really target that market. Okay, so people can kind of um, put put together the, the the different parts they need for a particular vertical offering and and pre-supply it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I'll give you an example. So we have a, a developer that came in and um, uh, did the research and 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 built uh, had some domain knowledge in uh, in route tracking for for uh, service and delivery companies. So they actually uh, partnered up with a GPS provider and built an application that brings in your your customer list from uh, from the ecosystem, whether that's QuickBooks or CRM or anything, brings in that customer list with your address information, and then actually allows uh, allows you to do route optimization for uh, for people doing deliveries. So you know, allowing them to actually uh, save save time, save money, save gas. Uh, so that their 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 delivery folks are out there, uh, are perfectly tracked on the web, uh, and can be as efficient as possible. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, that that starts to show some some value that you just simply couldn't get with with disconnected applications. That's right. There wasn't even a marketplace for for this before. Uh, one of the advantages, one of the great advantages of, of software as a service is that we have a very dynamic relationship with, with our customers as vendors. So we can provide them value, like near near to where they're working with us, uh, for other things that are very related to the software. You couldn't do that very easily with desktops. Can you imagine having a pop up in Microsoft Office? Please download this route optimization software if you're so interested. People would just say no, but on the web, it's so easy to try things. It's great. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of this segment, um, and I know that we have one more left. And uh, so, if there are any final thoughts before we wrap and go to commercial, it's a good time, Ben, to get those final thoughts. Okay, before we, um, we're going to, in the next section, we're going to have a look to the future and um, and do some blue sky thinking about about where we're going. So I guess um, if you guys have anything uh, firmly rooted in, in where we are today to add uh, before we go to break. Alex Nier, any last thoughts? Well, I would say that any vendors listening to this conversation should definitely check out the smallbusinessweb.com to see what we're doing and uh, you know to give fairness to Intuit as well. I believe it. What's your what's your domain? I can't remember. Yeah, it's marketplace marketplace.intuit.com. Okay, that was very cute. Let's take let's take a break and we'll all recap in the last segment of Keeps in the Clouds and talk. Have our final final thoughts about software as a service. Stand by. Talk, talk, talk. 
That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn Saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back in our final segment with Keeps in the Clouds, but I'm sure that Ben Keeps will come back because he loves getting up at 2 a.m. in the morning New Zealand time to have his hit early morning talk show. But back to business and in the original premise of this show is to talk about disparate applications and how they could all blend together, work together, and maybe not work together in, um, you know, one cloud environment. So, and how that's beneficial to SMBs, small to mid-sized businesses. And, you know, as we're talking throughout the show, there are so many efficiencies, mostly cost efficiencies, but organizational efficiencies, probably number one. So I turn it back to Ben, and now you can bring it home. Thanks, Cindy. So we've had a really interesting discussion about um, where we are today and where we've come from. Um, I guess what really excites me going forward is, is, is where we're going with this stuff. Um, this is a chance um, 
for you guys to, to not give away all your commercial secrets, but uh, to spend a bit of time thinking about what the future lies and, and what software looks like to a small business person, um, small in business size as opposed to stature, uh, in, in sort of five or ten years' time. So um, where do you see things going, Alex? Yeah, so I think um, you know, we see sort of three three big segments that that uh, that that are going to be out there. The first, uh, I think, is relatively obvious. Uh, mobile uh, is is uh, growing so quickly um, that uh, uh, you know, with with the next generation of uh, of mobile devices, you know, being able to do business from from anywhere in your hand uh, is going to be critical. So I think we're we're already uh, seeing partners working with. Um, uh, working with us and our data and, and our customer base to be able to deliver, um, you know, anything all the way up to, you know, taking and receiving payments just right in, in the palm of their hands. I think that's a, um, a great, uh, a great direction that leads to, uh, to global. Uh, so for us, there's, um, uh, you know, even in the, in the small business world, not only are there, um, uh, you know, no barriers anymore to uh, to software on the web, so that anyone can be using uh, the software around the world. But I think there's also communication uh, between small businesses. So uh, we're we're seeing small businesses that are working, um, you know, really across the world with their partners and their customers. They're able to sell anywhere, uh, being online, uh, and I think that's going to be a very interesting trend to watch as uh, um, as more businesses really become uh, global citizens. And then and then for us the Third is uh, one of the things that the web provides is is this open communication between uh, between businesses, and uh, you know there's a there's a social aspect to to the way businesses do work. I think it's it's going to be fascinating to see um, how you know just geographic walls are are falling down, and you actually have different small businesses being able to communicate to learn from each other. Uh, you know, even if it's a, a florist or a construction company in in one uh, town being able to communicate with one on the other side of the country or the other side of the world and learn best practices and figure out what's worked from a marketing standpoint or how they've been able to cut costs. You know, that kind of communication uh, and collaboration, uh, you know, this community building on a global scale, I think is going to be really exciting. Awesome. So, Sunir, um, you're not allowed to say you agree with everything he said, but um, what's your vision for the future? Right, well, beyond what he says, because we're definitely into mobile, global, and social. Let's uh, just get away from um, the technology and think about how the overall trend of small businesses going, businesses going in the future. It will be getting uh, small. Business will be getting smaller. Uh, it will be, and, but it will be getting bigger. So the big, the big challenge, the big excitement about the future is that, that uh, it will be way easier for the average person to start a bit small business going into the future because the cost. Uh, setting up uh, your your infrastructure will be way down. Plus, the the marketing uh, should be way cheaper. One of the advantages of the web and one of the advantages of of putting your business in the cloud is it actually helps you work very dynamically with the internet as a marketplace. And you'll, you're starting to see with companies like Etsy or eBay, um, you know, you name it, uh, these large marketplaces for very very small businesses, uh, allowing people to work from their home. Uh, on the side, and then eventually grow into larger businesses. And the other advantage, too, of the of the web is that very we see this a lot with our customers. Is small businesses are no longer need to work by themselves. It's very easy for them to expand their ability, 
capacity by working with other small businesses in a very direct relationship. Most small businesses uh, in the future will be subcontracting out large portions of, the, of themselves, and we have a very flexible network of bringing in resources when a, when a project demands it and letting them go when you don't need them anymore. We support that in FreshBooks with our, uh, well, is another jargony term, software as a network, uh, as we called it, where we allowed our small businesses to actually work with their contractors in different accounts and communicate between one account and the other. It's, uh, it was pretty uh, amazing to see the huge web our customers actually created amongst themselves, uh, which we uh, you know, had before never had seen before until we implemented this functionality. And it is amazing. People uh, contract quite a lot. So in the future, it would be easier to set up, it would be cheaper to set up, it would be easier to go to market, and uh, it'd be very, you'll see a, huge more, a lot more flexibility and dynamic, 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 no, dynamics around uh, forming large groups of people towards the project and then letting them go because uh, everyone's their own business and it's perfectly fine and happy to do that. Cool. And um, I guess how long is it going to take is the question. I think it's happening now, right? I mean, there's, uh, you know, we're certainly seeing, uh, you know, the, the trends increasing. Every, every analyst report uh, that I've seen recently is showing, uh, you know, significant uptake. But, uh, but it's a little bit of a, of a, of a mind shift. You know, we were uh, you know, just um, talking at the break about uh, innovation and, and communication across technology, right? This is, in the technology world, businesses have been sharing ideas and, and what would be considered secrets uh, quite a bit. I think we're now opening that up to, to all businesses, well beyond just technology. And that, that's a, a different mindset, and that might take a, a little bit longer. I think you know, we're still talking you know, a matter of years, not, not, certainly not decades. But um, that mindset of being able to uh, uh, contribute you know, some of your knowledge into, uh, into the ecosystem and, and gain knowledge as well and, 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 and see your business grow from that is going to be uh, you know, quite exciting. I'd actually say it happened already, and we're, we as vendors are catching up to market demand. Like the iPhone, for instance, has definitely created a huge marketplace for the idea of mobile work, uh, as well as the BlackBerry beforehand. I mean, we're, I think we're playing catch-up on the mobile. I think everyone is. Um, I think email has actually made a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people to work virtually, and we're all playing catch-up in, in, in order to make that flow better. Like, no one wants to be emailing back and forth a thousand times if they can help it, if they had a better tool. So there's, there's a huge need on the market that everyone knows if you're a small business. But what's, happened, what's happening now is vendors are building up to meet that, meet that demand. And so I guess, Sunny, your, your perspective is that in sort of five years' time, everything we do will be doing in the clouds and on the web? Well, I would never say everything. Uh, I mean, you can, if it's down to the hardware, you can't do it. But I would say that every business, every small business that is, serious about themselves would have a major component about, of themselves on the web. Simply anything where, that deals with other human beings will be on the web, for sure, because cool. the web is the best for, for dealing with people. Well, there you go, everybody. So if you're not in, uh, if you're not in the web or in the clouds, you will be. Um, I think it's really the way that communications is going. And Ben, this is the end of the show, so I'm going to have you wrap. Oh, well, um, thanks, guys. I mean, we've had an interesting, really, really interesting discussion. Um, there were no, no fists, no, no punches thrown. Um, I think you guys should probably um, have, a, have a big man hug because you obviously uh, agree on almost everything you talked about. 
But um, it was great. It was great to have an insight into what the stuff's really going Really to be. great. So, yes, a bromance. A bromance on Voice America. And thank you very much for your time. I hope everybody has a great week and looking forward to seeing you in Twitter land. Take care. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American. I-